You're listening to the Evolution Exchange podcast Nordics, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordic region. I'm Sam Williamson. I help connect businesses with their tech talent. Today, I'm your host. Today, I'm joined by Nikos Morton Buzgan and Morton to discuss the topic of how do companies reward responsibility over performance. Before we delve deeper into the topic, let's work our way around the room with some introductions. Morten Lehoy, let's come to you first. My name is Morten Lehoy. I work at Merkel. I've been there for eight years. Um, we do customer experience websites for you know, big brands and smaller companies in Denmark and Europe. Fantastic. And Uskan? Yes, my name is Uskan Devecik. Uh, I work at uh, Microsoft Denmark as a partner development manager. Uh, working with software companies, building their software products and solutions on top of our uh, technologies, primarily uh, on our cloud called uh, Azure or Azure, uh, as someone some like to call it. Um, I've been there for for a year, and I'm working with these kind of partnerships uh, where we are looking into how we could go to market together, develop their products, and so on. Been there for a year and been in the IT and industry since I finished my master degree at the at Copenhagen Business School. Great stuff. Uh, and Morten Nissen. Yeah, my name is uh, Morten Nissen. I'm a software engineer at a startup called uh, Real, where we sell green electricity to other companies. Um, it's a really small startup. We are around ten people. Uh, so really excited to uh, to see what. Uh, well, I hope that will bring some good discussions. Excellent. And last but not least, Nikos. Yeah. Hello. Uh, my name is Nikos Frazakis. I work at uh, Siemens Gamesa and specifically uh, as a control engineer in the Copenhagen office. Um, yeah, we tune and uh, design uh, controllers of offshore uh, wind turbines. And right now I work as the lead control engineer of our 11 megawatt uh, platform for the last Three years or so. Fantastic. And have you probably noticed we've got two Mortons on the podcast today? So uh, I'll be making sure to use the surnames who, you know, who's adding value where. But let's move on to the topic in focus. You all have a question or a statement on how do companies reward responsibility over performance? And as usual, we'll work away around the room to pose your questions and the reasons behind it. And each of you will have the opportunity to give your take on the situation. Nikos, I do believe we started with your question, which is, how do you think companies should keep people motivated? Could you give us a bit of context before we go around the room? Yeah, sure. Uh, initially, it was quite a long question, so I think some context is needed. Um, uh, so basically, the background of the question is that uh, big companies, at least, uh, tend to reward responsibility over performance. Um, but then what happens when someone cannot or does not want to take more responsibility, but they are still high performance, performance, right? Um, so for example, uh, what happens if there is no spot left to be filled in order for someone to get promoted um, and be assigned more responsibilities? Do you, do you just get more responsibilities without getting the rewards of it? Um, and that is uh, the, pretty much the context of the question. Of the question. Excellent. Yeah. Listen, yeah, I'll come to you first. Yeah, I think it's important to define the motivation. I think for a company, it's really important that 
uh, you motivate in other ways than just increasing salary. I think uh, it's really important for employees to have something important to work on, uh, to uh, provide some value for some real uh, customers, make the world a better place or whatever cheesy uh, things. Um, also have the opportunity to be creative. I think it's really important and also be, be challenged a lot. That kind of comes with some responsibility as well. Um, and then there's the thing about the significant race. I think that I think I think that's a really good question. It's really a hard one. Um, I think if you are you have an unfair salary, I think you can justify a significant raise. But just having extra raise by a company, I think most companies are not really that likely to do that. Also because maybe you're there just because of the money, um, and in some point in time you might leave the company anyway. Um, and then I'm I'm excited to hear a bit about. Um, you also have something about someone else has to leave. If you if you're replacing someone else's responsibility, then they might have to not have that responsibility anymore. Uh, I've never tried that in the companies I've been, so I'm excited to hear if you have something um, more concrete about that. Yes, uh, maybe I can uh, give an example. Uh, let's say I'm right now working as a lead engineer. Uh, if someone in my team would like to take that role, that means that I should either uh be uh promoted further so this spot is empty or quit or uh, or get fired of course for that purpose um so that means that the, the the spots uh for promotions at least title promotions that usually uh, are accompanied with uh, monetary uh, uh rewards uh, are very limited and th there's also a timing timing factor right so you might be a great performer and you might be fine with getting more responsibility there is no room for that in the company, right? Um, and, and that is part of the question. How, how should the company uh, reward you then, keep you motivated, uh, make you happy, whatever, however you want to call it, right? If I can add, um, so I love the scenario you put in. So no spots left uh, because that's what happens uh, many times. And I think that's kind of a reactive context. So what I will recommend or what I love to do personally, if the companies are not doing it uh, as, as a standard, I will say to be proactive. So for each employee, there should be an, an development plan. Uh, so at, at Microsoft, I'm asked directly, what will your next role be? So they'll know it one, two years before that, okay, Uskan are going in that direction. So when I'm performing and when I need something new or need to get promoted, that it's not a shock for anyone, not for my manager, not for my management, manager's manager, or not for HR. So we can be prepared. So I think proactivity is the key word here, because if you suddenly want a promotion or you suddenly begin to perform and need more, then there will most probably not be any spots. But when there is a spot, then people need to know, ah, okay, Nikos actually wanted to go in that direction. Now we have a spot, let's utilize the free spot for him. It will also make it easier for HR not going hunting for new employees all the time because you actually have people in-house that deserve the role, are ready to take it, and then you can hire for that role he's leaving internally and so on. Uh, so I think that ecosystem internally are quite important so you can be proactive. And I know a lot of 
uh, companies are doing, as we say in Denmark, moves conversations, so development conversations, um, and once in a year, and they will never re revisit the plan until next year, and that's only systems. So systems cannot. I don't, I don't believe that systems can do can be a solution. Culture will be a solution, and then systems can uh, come into work. But systems itself, like moves systems, will not be of any benefits if not the culture is there. Um, so I love the I love the, the the scenario with no free spots because that's actually what happens most of the time. At, at Merkle, we have for each craft. Uh, multiple paths that you can take. So if you're not interested in managing people, um, then maybe you can you can further have a I don't know a, a title that's more of an expert within um, a, a certain craft, and and you can go from there and take the more technical route. Um, so it doesn't have to be that you're pushing out someone else or. or Maybe you don't even need a title. Just yeah, going in a, a certain direction and, and keep honing your skills and within that craft. Do you think having these types of uh, ladder uh, hierarchies as some kind of motivation? Do you think that that works in the companies you're in? I see it as a more like an American uh, approach, or at least not very Danish, where we used to have a more flat uh, culture. Um, and also coming from startup, I'm not used to that kind of uh, letters, and I probably wouldn't feel that motivated you know, by that. No, I, um, one of the things I, I was sorry, <laughs> one of the things that I was thinking, what what if you're content at where you are and at what you're doing? If you, I mean, if you're doing good work and um, and people are happy with your performance, then I mean, shouldn't there be a way to um, I don't know. Uh, keep you motivated, and, uh, and and you could benefit from being a stable workforce. Um, stability should be. <laughs> I don't know. But, but that's yeah. exactly the purpose of the of the question, Morten. Yeah. Yeah. It's just maybe there are other ways of motivating people. I totally agree that you should keep people people motivated. Um, it's just it doesn't have to be this formalized ladder. It could also just be having a bit more responsibility without necessarily having some specific title or being assigned more power or whatever. It could, for example, be a software engineer where you have been there for a while, you're performing really well, but maybe it's time to use that to teach other people to, so they can perform better, right? Yeah, I agree with the flat hierarchy. Uh, and uh, the, the whole uh, promotion thing is, is, is not to um, overrule that. Um, uh, everyone is uh, free to speak their mind at all times, uh, but at the end of the day, the the one who's higher up will get the higher salary. That that, that doesn't that that doesn't um, uh, let's say overrule the the flat hierarchy, which you're right is very common in Denmark, and I also really enjoy it. Um, there's just two parallel tracks. Is then a fixed salary per level in the ladder? I don't know. Or just just a rule that if you are higher, then you should definitely be paid more than those who are lower. Um, well, I, I can tell you as much as I know from HR, right? Is um, it's yeah. kind of scales, and um, those scales have to do with um, with the roles, with the 
positions, and those positions are earned based on responsibility, uh, mostly, not based on performance. And that is exactly uh, uh, to the point where uh, uh, Morton made uh, a minute ago that you might be a very stable performer, the company might need you to be a stable performer, but at some point what happens when you're saying, guys, I've been doing this successfully for a long time, um, what happens now if I don't want to get more responsibility? Do I just get the same salary over and over and over? Or will I be rewarded like with a foosball table uh, at the office? It's, and I'll just add to the stable worker. I also love that term because they are much needed in all companies and sectors and so on. So I think even these kind of employees will need to be motivated and also rewarded for their responsibility which is stable. Uh, and as far as I have seen, uh, stable workers, the important things for them are not salary, but the culture. Uh, they tend to have a very close relationship with their employees, kind of a family thing, because they are working in a formal environment, close to each other, uh, dependent on each other. Uh, and I have seen that when two or three employees from these kind of departments are changing jobs, they the others will follow. Uh, so I think for them, it's the it's the environment, it's the community feeling uh, uh, with with their co colleagues, co workers. Uh, I think that will be uh, the kind of rewarding them, giving them that uh, environment. Um, and regarding the, the the hierarchy and in, in kind of in a company like Microsoft and many others. Uh, when you grow and move in the hierarchy, you also earn more, uh, and it comes with the responsibility, and it's a quite uh, quite large big responsibility, uh, which 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 is which not everyone can do, take uh, these kind of jobs. Uh, in my former role, I was a leader, and I was shocked with the extra responsibility I suddenly got. Uh, so I totally think they deserve uh, the salary, uh, but I also saw uh, back to your question, Morten Nissen, that ultra uh, expert uh, employees, employees with with uh, special expertise, also got a huge salary. Uh, so so I don't think it's only becoming a leader that you will get the last salary. That's the normal way. But uh, being uh, especially good at your job will also make it. Uh, just one comment to what you said, Oscar. You, you mentioned that um, about good, stable performance that we should all companies should also keep uh, uh, those employees motivated. I would say companies should mostly keep those employees motivated because if someone is self-motivated and wants to take responsibility uh, and wants to do different things, then you don't need to do much. They will ask for what they want. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's the people who are, are are doing a lot of the footwork that uh, we need either as colleagues, as our employees, uh, whatever, to keep motivated, I think. I, I think you're also, sorry, I was going to... No, I'm just a quick note, uh, working in, in sales and, 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 and so on, uh, I've seen myself and other, uh, other, especially the salespeople, working hard to close a deal, you know, and, 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 and Closing this deal needs help from the back office, and these finance guys, uh, 
accounting uh, guys and so on are working extremely hard. And when the deal closes, the, the account manager will get most of the credit, most of the bonus and so on. And I can feel so sorry for these stable workers. They have worked a lot uh, in that process, but in the very end, it, it will be the account manager and kind of a people that will get 99% of the credits. I can feel very sorry for that, uh, but that's also uh, the sad truth. I also think we need to do more to recognize and publish uh, the work of uh, of the staple workers. Totally agree. Uh, can you say something about uh, high performance? They need some good people around them to keep performing in a good way. Uh, I, I think that's really important as well. Um, and I think if you have a team of um, five individual high performers, then it's not going to work out. You kind of need a balanced team um, where you have some people who are good at making other people perform better. Um, so the individual performance versus team performance, I think that's also a really interesting question. And obviously, you should also reward people that make other people perform better, right? Yep. Uh, for two years ago at my previous employer, Atia, uh, the employee employee of the year was the was the whole canteen team. Mm. That was that was a nice one. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, sounds, sounds like a nice place to be. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, Nikos, thank you for that fantastic question. Um, we're going to move on now to to Morton Nissen's question, and he wanted to pose. Is it possible to have high performance without having a lot of responsibility as well? Morton, going to come to you first, as always. What did you mean by that? Yeah, I think it's hard to give too much context without answering my own question. It's it's kind of biased, but it's uh, if these two are linked, if you can be a high performance without taking a lot of responsibility, basically. Um, so, so please let me know if you need more context on that. I'm afraid of answering my own question. So. Waiting a bit. Oh, go for it. Yeah. Should we come to you first? Uh, yeah. Uh, so just to make sure I understand it uh, correctly. So uh, is it possible to have high performance without having a lot of responsibility as well? Uh, I think that's a tough one. Uh, I think responsibility is a natural organic part of uh, of performing. Um, but but uh, yeah, I think if you in your company and the company you are in or in the team, if you make teamwork the standard, uh, if you make uh, utilizing each other's best capabilities uh, and bring that uh, to the table all together, I think uh, it will be possible. Uh, and thereby, it will also be the team that will get the recognition. Uh, so I think if you move it into a more teamwork-based scenario, it's possible. But I also I'm also a true believer, and also it's, it's almost a religion for me that uh, that with with uh, with uh, with performance comes responsibility, uh, and the other way around. Uh, so uh, as we say in Denmark, uh, If some of you can translate that, Morten and Morten. Uh, how can you say capability? Your your capability will. Oh, I cannot do it. Maybe you can help me. I don't know how to directly translate that. Sorry. Yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> so with 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 your 
uh, with your competencies comes responsibility. A bit like Spider-Man. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you could, you could have co-workers or um, um, someone who has a high level of expertise that you sort of um, use as an as an expert. So if there's like a concrete problem in a project, you could use that person to come in, fix that problem, and then go on to the next problem without having a lot of responsibility for um, either co-workers or, or the, the whole project. So you sort of used like a, a Mr. Wolf, if you will. You remember that guy from Pulp Fiction? But I think that's possible, but you, you can't have too many of them in, in a company because then you need the stability as well. Um, yeah, that's what I think. What about the risk? Now we're talking responsibility over other people. Can it also be responsibility of the product you're actually delivering? Uh, kind of like the outcome versus output, so you can actually perform. You can do a lot of work, but if it has no real business value, is is it worth something? And if it has a lot of business value, aren't you taking a lot of responsibility of the business then? I, by the way, for this whole uh, podcast since we started, when I when I was talking about responsibility, I was not talking only about responsibility over people. I, I, I was also talking about what you just explained. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Igor, have you got something to, to Morton's question? Uh, yeah, I, I think actually it kind of circles back to the the previous topic we were discussing. I think it's it's easy to to be a high performer without having high responsibility. I, I, for me, they're kind of parallel. The difficult part is exactly how to keep those people motivated. Um, how do you keep someone motivated that, uh, I, that in my opinion, can perform uh, very well without having a lot of responsibility, even maybe even better, because then they can focus on a few things and do them very well. Uh, but then how do you keep those people happy? Um, and, 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 and that is quite up to the person, right? It can be that just keep giving the, feeding them the same tasks because they, they love that, or uh, it has to be some variety or it has to be some other kind of reward. I don't know, uh, but I, I don't see a, a specific link between the two. Um, so I'm gonna have to go against Spider-Man here. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, it's about providing value for the business, right? So if you are high performance, then you are obviously taking responsibility for the business. Uh, if you suddenly raise in the hierarchy and you have uh, more people under you, uh, or you have more power, you have, you can potentially have even more high performance, right? Because you can have even higher impact for the business, or not necessarily direct performance, but kind of indirect. So you have the possibility of providing even more value for the business. Um, so I, I think those two are definitely linked. Uh, but I also think that you can have a lot of responsibility and not perform very well. Uh, so it's not <laughs> the other way, necessarily. Okay, guys, has anybody else got anything to add to, to Mortonison's question? Not at the moment, no. Not at the moment. Well, we can circle around if anything does pop up. Uh, okay, on to Uzkan's question. Um, Kind of two-parted uh, as again i'll come to is kind of a second but he's posing how do you be concrete in measuring in terms of responsibility and performance and and how 
much is there a need for a company to measure and give out bonus responsibility to individuals? Muskan, do you want to give us a bit of context before we pass around? Yeah, it's actually quite simple. So uh, normally when we measure performance, it's with bonus or, or let's say numbers, uh, because that's the easy way. So you will see, okay, you are performing, you're supposed to perform so much. If you do that, we will see this growth or we will see this development and so on. Uh, so uh, me, when I worked in direct sales, it was numbers. Then I become a leader. Then it was numbers and employee satisfaction and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and now it's completely new to me at Microsoft where we are, uh, where my numbers and my bonus are based uh, on uh, actual uh, sales and consumption and revenue. Uh, but most of it, 75% of it, is actually based on the responsibility I take. Uh, so, uh, uh, how may, how much awareness am I creating around uh, startups? How much uh, am, am I helping my employees, uh, co-workers, and so on? And that's actually my salary are directly linked to my performance on these parts, and not only the dollars. Um, and we are doing that in a certain way. Before I expose that, uh, I'll just yeah give the words to you. So that was what I'm thinking. So how can we not only focus on numbers, but also all the other things? Um, because if we only focus on numbers, we'll first look at that part of the performance. And if that is well, you're performing uh, the numbers, then we can look into, ah, oh, you also made that webinar, blah, 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 blah. But if the numbers are not in place, the webinars, the awareness, the events you made will all be irrelevant because you didn't make the numbers. So maybe I can ask for a little bit of uh, more context here because yeah. uh, now uh, you're talking to to three engineers here, and mm -hmm. uh, every time every time you you hear about these examples uh, about uh, how to uh, to measure performance, there are some numbers involved. Um, but for me, even to measure, like for my own personal use, let's say, to measure my own performance, I find it very difficult. Because from day to day, you can ask me, um, do you think you performed well? And I can answer, yes, I think I did a great job today. And like, what did you do? And I have nothing to answer. Mm -hmm. Like, th th because there are so many things that go uh, pass, uh, pass by over the day. Um, so if you're working in sales, like you gave this really nice example, then yes, it's a very clear, solid, concrete number that you say, okay, I sold this much more than last trimester or less. But then how do you do, how do you evaluate that for any other industry, basically, or any other uh, discipline, like an engineer? Yeah, so let me just uh, change the question. So how can we measure uh, responsibility when it's not numbers, or measure performance when it's not numbers? Okay, good. I have no idea. I'm very curious <laughs> to see what people will say. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess you could do surveys with, if you have a management position, then uh, the, the people beneath you, that you, the people you're managing or, or your co-workers, you could do surveys and, um, and ask, how do you think that department um, did the last quarter or... How do you how do you think my performance was in the um, in the last quarter and what did I do well and what did I didn't I do well and um, 
maybe that could give you some key points. I know it will translate to numbers as well, but it could be a bit more, yeah, a bit more fluent. Just hard facts for I made five million or whatever. I agree with what you said, uh, Nico, that it's extremely hard to measure performance. Um, I, I would say that subjective approach, that's the best one. And even if you do these uh, surveys, like you said, Morten, it's also kind of, you also might have to talk to them. I think that's maybe even better than a survey. And then it becomes subjective again. Um, so, and, and I definitely think that the whole measuring performance and so on, I, I'm not a big fan of that. I don't think uh, anyone should be measured and, uh, and definitely not individuals. Then you might want to measure a team, but how do you do that with story points, with whatever velocity? It's also not really a good measurement. Um, I think it's okay within the team to have some kind of uh, measure yourself to improve, but I don't think it uh, ever should leave the team. Um, to, to answer a part of your initial question, that was how to be concrete in measuring on resp responsibility and performance. Um, I think responsibility, first of all, should be pretty easy to, pretty straightforward to measure. Like uh, whether it's on people um, or on, uh, on a product. Uh, whether you're doing a, doing a good job or not, that's another story. But how much that responsibility is, is these five people or is this product delivery, right? Um, uh, but then I also think performance is very difficult to measure. And, and maybe in Microsoft, you have developed this uh, along, uh, a lot, uh, much, much better uh, than in other companies. But uh, for example, if you have to, to meet a deadline, right? Um, you either meet it or not, it's binary. Um, there, there, there is no um, eight out of ten. But then, how good is the product you delivered? Because maybe, you, maybe you met that that the, that deadline, right? Mm. What I do, at least, but that's again for personal use. Um, I, I know managers do that as well. That they ask feedback from colleagues, um, and and that matters to me a lot as well. Um, and I try to do that uh, uh, on my own. So with the people that I've worked a lot the last three, four, five, six months, I set up a meeting and I tell them, please be uh, brutally honest. Uh, because if you're, if, if, you, if you're not, and we're just having a meeting so you, that you sugarcoat what I did these six months, we don't need to have a meeting at all. Do you have any say in the salary at all? With my colleagues? Just, yeah. No, I, I mean, mean uh, you you are in a elite position, and if if you have any say in their salary, then you won't get an, a brutally honest answer. I, I'm not a manager of people. Maybe I should have clarified that. I, I'm okay. uh, I, I'm uh, responsible manager. for uh, the control part of the product, which is okay. in this case a wind turbine. All right. I think it it it, it gets harder the higher up you you get from getting feedback that are actually honest we we do these quarterly uh, check-ins um, with everyone in the company and everything is anonymous so so management have some some sort of guidance to to what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong um, and that seems to work pretty well um, as le at least as a, an employer we do see improvements on on points that are could be better or, or where we would like some yeah something something to happen or 
I, I feel in Denmark feedback it works very well because people are um, exactly because of the flat hierarchy that uh, Morten Nissen uh, mentioned at the beginning. Uh, people are not afraid to say what they believe, even if uh, they're talking to a manager, a manager of people, right? uh, or their specific manager in that case. Um, and so exactly for that, um, I, I pursue it a lot. And uh, I'm also very interested to hear what my manager has to say to me about feedback that he got from other colleagues. Do you do and that like, in a structural way, uh, Nikos? Because you, you the, the, the scenario you explained where you have the feedback sessions with, with your colleagues, that's very subjective. So you are doing a great job there. But with your colleagues that are not doing that, do you have any structural way to do that? Or is just you uh, being a high performer on that part? I don't know if I'm a high performer. I, I'm just asking people think, to tell I think me that's how I perform. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love your approach. I think that's so, so cool. Uh, so. It, it, it's not structured in the way I ask for feedback, you mean? No, just that you are having the meeting. Is it only you or is it, is it just like a rule in Siemens, Siemens uh, or is it just you doing no, that? As far as I, I don't know that it's of any such rule. Uh, I I just, I know it's the, it, it happens as a part of this uh, uh, whether you want to call it a yearly review or a moose or whatever, um, that uh, managers ask for feedback from from colleagues, not from selected colleagues, not from anyone, and it can also be outside the team. If, for example, you and I have worked a lot and we're uh, together and we're from different teams, then maybe my manager uh, reaches out to you and asks, "Hey, Oscar, uh, please spend 10 minutes with me and tell me what do you think of Nikos's work." Uh, uh, but then that will happen once a year. Uh, so I I would like personally to to do that more often and also with different people because last semester last six months maybe I worked a lot with you but uh, the six months before that with Sam and the six months uh, before that with uh, uh, Morton and uh, so on uh, but yeah it has nothing to do with salary uh, <laughs> it's only for my personal uh, use uh, let's say and yeah. even if my colleagues uh, say the best or the worst still has no effect on my salary. <laughs> but I would say that actually is taking responsibility, right? That's uh, you trying to be a better version of yourself. I think that's a great example of uh, taking some extra responsibility. No one asked you to do that, but you actually did it anyway because you want to be better. That's something as a company, I would definitely try to reward that. Um, uh, yeah, but the, the, the okay. If I if I'm a little bit devil's advocate or let's say more cynical, um, yeah. then um, your opinion doesn't matter to the company. <laughs> uh, in the in, in the sense that if I'm doing that very well, it has no um, direct uh, impact on the product. And in your opinion, I don't mean you personally. I mean if if a colleague thinks that um, uh, oh this is a really nice thing. Let's uh, let let me do that as well because a, a colleague actually told me that I, I will start doing that as well. Yeah, then uh, that that is not reflected anywhere uh, in uh, performance or whatever. I, I would say it's both uh, taking responsibility and try to be a better performer by doing that. Yeah, I am, I, I I tend to agree. Um, it's it's you securing your um, you being the best that you can be. That's sort of securing your job position as well. Um, if if you don't improve or at least stay as, as at, at the same level of, um, of 
greatness, then um, then you might be heading in the wrong direction. And I, th I think it's very smart to do that. Um, at Merkle, we have one-to-one uh, -one conversations with our direct managers um, every month. It's just 15 minutes just to just to check in to see if uh, yeah, if everything is is all right with you or with the project you're assigned to or projects that you're assigned to if um, yeah just just a quick check in and um and I think it's um that's a pretty good way to to keep everything uh in line so I mean you don't have a conversation with your manager about how things are going for a year. A lot of stuff can happen in a year. A lot of bad stuff can happen in a year. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be sitting in the same job for a whole year if if I was not content with something, uh, especially in, in, in the software business where we can pick and choose our jobs more or less. It's how a luxury. Is, uh... How big is Merkel, uh, Morten? Um, we're in, in our Copenhagen office, or in Denmark, we are uh, around 300. Um, but we are part of Denzuegis. Um, so we're, I think it's 55 or 60,000 worldwide. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, the, the whole, whole company, and not just Merkel. Mm -hmm. So the the companies you're in, do they use something to perform, like to to track the performance of employees? Like going in the other direction. Now we talked about um, giving performance to your, or giving feedback to your manager. But what about the other way? Um, do, do you have some kind of way that leaders can track performance of their uh, the people under them, or somehow? Besides time registration, um, no. I mean, a, a bit of yeah. Thing that everyone hates <laughs> um but yeah just regular old write down what you were doing and for how long that's um and then we have these yeah quarterly uh check-ins to, to to see how the, the company is, is doing is spending more time than a way of showing that you are more uh, you are performing better not necessarily um uh, maybe a bit of the opposite but Okay, okay. I, I meant that if you work like 10 hours a day, that they saw that as being high performance, but maybe it's the... No, if, if if you need to work 10 hours a day, then um, something is wrong in, um, in the project and it's not being managed as well as it should. But how is it I for mean, you? Huh? No, I, I was just gonna ask uh, Morten Nissen. Uh, how yeah. is it for you? Uh, like in a, how do you? Is it a, a different way to set goals in a startup, uh, or measure performance? Uh, like like I said, I, I don't think you should measure uh, performance of a team. Uh, right now, I'm in a really small team. In the company I was at before, I, we did some attempts to track our own team's performance and see how we could improve using using the retros and so on. But it's really hard to get an exact number on performance, like you said in the beginning. Um, you can use a lot of different uh, ways of that, but um, it's a hard one. And it's not individual performance, and it's still the team's performance. Um, but do you have an example for that, even as a team? How we track our own performance? Mm -hmm. um, there's this book called Accelerate, I think it is, 
they have four key points that should be reflective of a high performance team. I can't remember them all. One of them is um, how quickly you can go from commit to production, for example. So uh, your continuous deployment pipeline, how fast is that? That's a pretty good indicator of being a high performance team. Then there are three more, more I can't really remember them right now. Okay, but specific to software development. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I coming back to Uskan, you said that you didn't want to give the game away with uh, what you guys do there. Can you tell us a bit more? Yeah, I can try to uh, put some words uh, words on that. So, uh, so uh, I can be totally honest. So my bonus or the way they measure my performance is divided in two. Uh, so one fault, 25% is on numbers. Uh, so will we meet our uh, target uh, revenue, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and the, the rest of it, so 75% is on my own performance, so me as Uskan. Uh, and there's no pre-decided uh, uh, goals. So I'll sit with my manager in the beginning of the year in the moves conversation, the yearly review, which we have three times a year. Uh, and we will fill out uh, what I would like to do for the next six months, how I will do it, uh, how, how I will develop for the next six months or personally, and how what I will develop and how. Uh, uh, and uh, all of this will be, and how I will help my coworkers. That's also an important part of it. So how can I assist them? How can I make them even better? Uh, so these three main things will be wrote down uh, in our system. My manager will look at it and we will have a meeting and we'll decide that this will be Uskan's goal for the next six months or next year. And then I will, together with my uh, goals on the numbers, uh, try to work on these things. Uh, and if I'm in the end of the year, after three conversations, have accomplished these things, then I will actually be paid for that and not the numbers. So most of my salary are actually based on performance that are not related to numbers, not directly. So it could be that I would like to have three events, uh, arrange three events, have one webinar, uh, recruit five new partners, uh, help my co-workers uh, where I will present the things I did in my earlier job, uh, how they will fit in here, uh, and all these kind of things. Uh, will be uh, looked at at the end of the year, and if it's all uh, good, then you will uh, you will get your your payout, you will get your bonus, you will be awarded, rewarded, recognized, and so on. Uh, and in that process, as uh, Nico said, we have a system where I can uh, ask uh, three, four, five colleagues to put some words on our collaboration. Outside of, I also had. Uh, I had a colleague in the US that asked me to provide some feedback on his connect. We call it connect. So it's worldwide. Uh, and uh, my manager can do the same thing. She can ask uh, people, and it will not be on one to one or on the coffee machine, it's in the system. So they will look at it. Uh, and, 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 and then they will, they will yeah, measure our responsibility and, 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 and performance. Um, and out and, and, and throughout the year, outside of the uh, three big meetings, uh, we also have uh, bi-weekly one-to-one. 
So uh, one on personal development. So how is it going with the things I would like to develop on myself? And the other one, uh, which is also bi-weekly, is more on the business. So how is it going with the partners, uh, software development? How is it going with their uh, going to market and so on? That's how we hold it on, on track. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking more into what I'm actually doing at work and not so much in the numbers and dashboards because that's a small part of what I, I measured on. Uh, Oscar, you said while you were describing how this 70% uh, of, of your uh, 75% uh, is, uh, is decided, you said that you will set some goals in your uh, Moose conversation with your manager yeah. and, for example, say, uh, uh, organizing a webinar. And then you said, and if though, if and if and that is good? Not good. Th if that is accomplished in, accomplished in a way we agree, we will describe what will be done, uh, then uh, then it uh, it will be okay. Okay, but because I was going to ask, okay, how you you organize the webinar? Then how you how do you decide how how do you assess yeah. whether it was good or not at the yeah. end? So so we all our events are uh, uh, ended with a survey. Mm. So okay. we look at that, uh, and we will look at. So if I worked if I work together with three colleagues on that webinar, my manager and I or myself can ask them to provide some feedback. So there's this governance around uh, around the, 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 the measurements. I don't think it's the, it's, the, it's the best way to do it. It's not God made, uh, but it's the best I've seen. It, it sounds like a good way also to keep you motivated, right? Having set these goals or these things that you have to accomplish, um, that, yeah, that's responsibility, I'm, right? Exactly, so I have responsibility to outline my own task for the coming year. So it's not, it's like a bottom-up uh, approach where I will give the first draft on what I would like to do. And then my manager will say, oh, this is totally out of context, find another job. Oh, that looks good. Just let's continue. Um, no. Does it also go the other way around? Can your manager come and uh, tell you, I would like you to do this for the next six months? Uh, I think she can, but I haven't experienced it. So she will give feedback. Uh, maybe you can add this, or maybe you can do it in this way. Maybe this will blah, blah. But it's like a constructive, nice conversation. Sounds good. Yeah, very good there. Well, Uskan, thank you for the fantastic question there. Uh, I do want to move on to uh, Morten Lehoy's question. Um, We've talked a lot about how good responsibility is um, and how taking it on can motivate people. Um, Morton's gone completely other day, other way, I think, of the question. And um, he wants to know what happens when you say no to added responsibilities, both in small or even large organizations. Morton, I don't know if there's much context you can give to this, but we'll come to you first. Um, a little bit. I mean, it's, it has to be like um, um, a huge difference if, if you say, no to added responsibility given whatever reason it could be if you're in a small company maybe you just don't have more time or more energy to 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 do more to take on more responsibility um and in a larger company i mean it's sort of the same but it's easier to spread a workload between more people in a in a bigger company but yeah just curious i mean Again, as we talked about earlier, if you're content with the amount of responsibility you already have, 
what what happens if you say no nah, i'm not really interested is it um are you going to get fired or yeah i don't know um so, so okay before Siemens Gamesa, i was working in a startup with four people um and i i feel that it is much easier to say no now um simply because uh and uh Correct me here, uh, Morton Nissen. You, you seem to have a lot of experience with startups, but uh, simply because uh, you in in the startup environment, you needed to take a different role every single day. Uh, one day would be that you need to be. I was I was hired as a data scientist. You needed to be a data scientist, and you needed to work on some code. Next day could be that you know what we are four people, and we need someone to do some more business development. It could be anything from cold calling uh, to researching uh, uh, potential customers, whatever. You, someone needs to do it. We don't have anyone else. It's not like they can go around the organization. Um, the organization is literally four desks. They they shout in the in the room and they say, "Who can do it?" Um, so eventually, you need to say you can. You cannot always say no if this if there is there is no so there is not such clear job description. Let's say. Uh, you need to be more all-around and more adaptable. I think in the startup environment, in in the in the big company, also your role is more well-defined. So they will not just ask you to suddenly sell wind turbine. In my case, because that means that I need to change business unit. Um, they will ask you to take on a different project, right? That is very, maybe another turbine or a, some kind of technology we want to develop, and then you can say. I'm not interested on in doing the same thing again, or I'm not interested on in looking into this technology right now, or I don't have time, but not so much at the startup, I feel. I can just comment on the, on the startup thing, but okay. Um, yeah, I think if when you join a startup and you're a few people, you obviously say yes to uh, added responsibility. You have to be a part of this, the shared responsibility. Sometimes there are roles that are not filled because it's not necessarily a full-time uh, position yet. Uh, I'm doing a lot of uh, product management right now. Um, I don't have much experience with that, but it's uh, yeah, it's fun to try. Uh, and I think it's a part of the the whole yeah, the the freedom you have. And I like that culture, and I like the, the yeah, you you. And and regarding saying no to added responsibility, if you are in a startup, it's not normal just to say no. But obviously, if you have something like for example, uh, product management or something like that, where you want to go in a different direction, you can obviously talk to the company and say, can, can we maybe hire a guy for this position? Um, but I don't think it's normal just to say, uh, no, I won't take this responsibility. Then you're probably somewhere uh, you shouldn't be. It's a shame to say no. I've been in a startup, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in a good way. So I love the the environment. But I'll actually just to bounce back to the more corporate part of the uh, question. So my last two quest, uh, jobs was uh, the large enterprises, and I think it's sort of funny uh, how easy it is to say no. Mm -hmm. uh, so as we as as Nico said, in Denmark we have uh, openness, so we can be very direct to our managers and co colleagues and so on. I think we are ultra direct and ultra open, uh, which is nice. And it's also make it, make it, make it, make it easier to, to just say no, because you also have a role description. And if it's not raising over there, I will not do it. Uh, I've seen tons of meetings where several parts of the organization 
I'm meeting just to find out who should take the responsibility, who should do it, because all of them are uh, defaulting though. Uh, so, so I think it's there's a huge difference here uh, on, on uh, the easiness of saying no. So we have the two extremes, the small startup, where you can't say no, uh, and then the large uh, enterprise where you sometimes, uh, unfortunately, need to say no. Because in the, you have a lot of responsibility, a lot of tasks to do, and suddenly something else, which is part of it, are your responsibility, it's a gray zone, then it's just easier to say no. Um, so I think if a company can find the middle way, uh, it'll be, be much easier, but it's also, it's always uh, hard to, to find the middle way, uh, as we know from the elections in Denmark also right now. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it can also be that someone else uh, says no in your behalf in a big company. It can also be that a project manager steps in and says, no, Nikos or Oskan doesn't have time to do yeah. your, what you're asking them to do. They need yeah. to work on my project and they're assigned on my project. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or your manager protecting you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. But does, um, does added responsibility always include um, a bigger workload? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I would say yes as well. All right. Well, okay. It's again, it's easier in a in a big company to say, you know what? I'm allocated thirty percent in this and seventy percent in this. If you want me to take this task, then you need to find some time. I don't have a problem with the task as such or with the responsibility, but you have to make some time for me. So go to my manager, and ask them to free some time for me, and then it's fine. Uh, but of course, in a startup is you don't have allocations, you don't have projects, you just, and I agree uh, that if you if you say no very easily on a startup, then you shouldn't be there, probably. Like you're in the wrong environment. Um, it, it is, that that is kind of the fun part, right? That you get to do, you you get very, it's very difficult to get bored. Yeah. Also, Leho, have you got anything to add? You mentioned posing devil's advocate there. No, no, it's just, it's just uh thought it was a, a, a fun way to look at the, the same question. I, I think it's, um, especially in, in, in tech, we're always not hunting, but always want to better ourselves or yeah, we're very bad at time managing usually, especially engineers. <laughs> um, we just keep piling on more and more responsibilities and, uh, and 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 work and just just wondering if if you could actually say no. I think it also depends on the if it's uh, some added responsibility in a different area than what you're doing right now. So it could be added responsibility if you are in charge of uh, a team, for example, a team lead. Then you could say that okay, you 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 can actually do more to make sure that this team is functioning very well. That's also some kind of added responsibility within the area you're already in. But I, I guess it depends on definitions, right? Um, yeah. But I guess it also has to do a little bit with um, the, the, well, okay, maybe I, I sound, uh, I think I, I ended up sounding greedy with uh, mentioning Greek words and all that, but uh, um, it, it, I think it has to do a little bit with rewards. So, because if uh, in a big company, at least, if someone is trying to, is asking you to do something uh, for them, 
right? If it's, of course, like a, a colleague that you know they're struggling, then yeah, that's out of the question. Now you say yes, uh, but uh, or at least in my view. But then if we're asking about some added responsibility, I think that it matters a lot that, okay, I'm going to do this extra work and I'm going to take this extra responsibility, but is this somehow reflected, not necessarily in my reward, but do you do do my manager know that I'm doing this extra? Does you does my manager know that I'm doing this extra work, or am I doing it completely uh, uh, in the dark, and then someone else is getting all the credit for it? Uh, and it's this is not so much for monetary reward, but if I do something and I put my uh, let's say my soul into it, I would like to take both the responsibility both for the good and the bad parts. So if I do Good, do, if I did a good job, I want to know that. If I did a good, uh, a bad job, it's it's also my fault. Yeah, definitely. Think, and sorry, go on, Martin. Yeah, I I think if you do like to say uh, take responsibility uh, or extra added responsibility by some of your coworkers uh, that you do this extra, I think most companies or other people they will they will see that uh, if you keep doing that. So I think in the end you will be rewarded for your extra work, even though. Maybe one time it's not obvious, no one saw it, but if that's a personality trait you have, just like you said earlier, uh, improving yourself, I definitely think you would be uh, rewarded uh, eventually. I, I agree. And I, I don't want to, uh, to uh, sound like I'm complaining. I, I, uh, I think this is one more site that uh, uh, has uh, played some part in the decision to say no uh, or yes uh, at the end. It's a good point. So, a question of oh, is it also added responsibility? Is it permanently an added responsibility, or is it temporarily? I think that's uh, um, playing a big part as well. Yeah, and and it it is it is kind of uh, it it is fitting into itself a little bit because if you're if you keep getting responsibility and you keep performing well, then eventually your colleagues know. Uh, then uh, the outer circle of other teams know because then you start interacting with more people and then people are coming to you even for things that are not your responsibility and then they will ask you like what do you think here or we have this problem can you help and it's then it if you are if you're already at this point then most likely you will not say no I don't want to help like if you already said yes to responsibility multiple times and you said yes let's try to fix this let's try to improve this then when you when it comes down when you reach this point then it's probably because you don't often say no to uh, to support uh, your colleagues uh, and then then this kind of grows and then more people get to know your name and then more people come to you uh, for either for support or whatever you want to call it that's only until it gets out of control <laughs> <laughs> yes and that that's exactly why engineers are bad with time management <laughs> yep <laughs> okay, guys, I think that's a great point uh, to finish it on. I really want to thank everyone who's been um, taking the time both to listen to this today, but also take this opportunity to thank Nikos, Morton Nissen, Morton Lehoy, and Uzkan for their insights, for their questions, and their examples. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been the Evolution Exchange podcast. If you would like to get involved in one of the upcoming podcasts, please reach out to me on LinkedIn or via email at sam.williamson.com evolution-nordics.com. See you next time.